Hello and welcome to AV World UK. We are here with Andy Sharp and Mr. Mark Sumner. Uh, today we have a wonderful episode. We're going to be talking about all different things across the AV world. as loads and loads of different topics and things to talk about. Gentlemen, first of all, got to start off. How are we doing? Hot. Can I can I start with moaning about how it's hot? That's, you can moan about the heat. It's our responsibility to, to keep up the standards of moaning about the weather. Carl, it's too hot. Can you turn the sun down, please? Yeah, as 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 in true British style, uh, yeah. we are I'm going to go and for a train in a bit as well. You yeah, know, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to humble brag. I was at Infocom last week. It was 50 degrees. That was hot. This this is this is beautiful weather now. This is lovely to come back to. That was far too hot. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mark, you live up north, mate. Uh, big coats up weather or? Yeah, that's <laughs> not up there. Still got courts on over here. 20 degrees. Still, it's <laughs> you know. I'm not kidding, on. actually. My mum and dad live in Scotland and they had the heating on last week. <laughs> I spoke to I spoke to somebody that was up in Scotland last week, and I said, "Oh, um, I think it was last last Friday. It was I'll oh, enjoy the weather." And they were like, "Oh, it's it's very different for you down south. Uh, up here, it's been raining all day. Don't go on about how how hot it is." Uh, so uh, yeah, it's definitely not been the same for everybody, but we've we've enjoyed it. We've uh, it's been nice. It's been nice. It, it has it's, been really good. I mean, it was only uh, probably two or three weeks ago when uh, we finished on a Friday. And you think oh, you were all going, oh, we're having barbecue weather. And I was looking outside going, I'm in the middle of a storm here. How are you 200 <laughs> miles away? <and laughs> you're having barbecues. Yeah, blow my barbecue. Storm, <laughs> storm blow it up to uh, up to you. Yeah. So now it's um, it's been bloody hot. I uh, I have to agree with you there, Andy. So um so like I said, loads to chat about today. And as Andy says, it is getting hot. The weather is getting hot, which means we're getting into the summer and we get into silly season for installations. Uh, certainly across the education sector, also get into summer holiday season. So balancing that, it's always crazy, isn't it, guys? It, it adds a balancing act, getting people on time, equipment on time. There's so much. That is coordinating such a short space of time. Uh, there's, there's, there's uh, companies out there that solely rely on this next two month period mm-hmm. to be a huge portion of their business. So the coordinate coordination of it all is 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 key, really. It's a little weird how AVs always sort of a little bit inverse to the rest of the country. So, like in the summer, everyone else is getting on their their, their their sandals and their shorts, and they're off on holiday. And it's almost our busiest period, right? Because when the schools are closed, that's when we do our work. In education, obviously, I know it's a lot yeah. more than that. But you know, the big part of AV is education. It's got to be done when the schools are closed. So everybody's busiest period is the time when everyone else is not doing any work at all which is a bit weird but now is the sort of the weeks and the months leading up to the the busiest period of time so um for everyone else in distribution and manufacturing and production it's about getting products shipped and over the um slightly more difficult borders at the moment and getting things into the country and then getting things ready and getting orders put away and getting things planned out so it, it's it's funny in that that's really crazy and then probably what end of august september it, we get like a little gap then um but we kind of get our summer holidays later in the year i guess yeah it it, it so much time and effort and planning goes into this six-week period of school holidays or or, or extended if you're looking at, at some of the higher and further education places but 
it's almost like from the day that it shuts down, it's right. Delivery slots, making sure that it's uh, it's in the right place, making sure that everything's coordinated, that installation engineers are ready, that uh, every cable, every connector is is you know ready and prepared because they're onto the next install and onto the next job and the schedule of works building in buffers for potential delays, looking at where those things can overlap if one gets done quicker than others. It's it's like mobilizing, you know, the troops. It's, it's, it's such a huge amount of work, as you say, Andy, to truncate into that that space of time. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't really tail off for us, I guess. We sort of get this done and then it's sort of straight into September, October, school's back, suddenly it's a slightly different o- twist. October and... half-term doesn't yeah, come October short enough yeah. the end of Where August. we can't fit in August, we're going to put in there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess it's it's good, though. Uh, it's nice that we get to do all of this when the, the weather's good. Yeah. But do, do you think this year is any different? I mean, from everything I'm seeing at the minute, if you, if you look at, let's say, pre-COVID, the summer installs, everything was planned, done. This was the time where you were right. Can I just check everything's in? Can I check everything's there? I'm seeing more now of people going, right, I want to order it now. And you're going, you, this should have been ordered five, six weeks ago. There's more constraints in the world. There's higher shipping costs, higher prices. And I feel that some are in the next few weeks going to fall foul of that, where there's enough stock to fulfill orders over the summer. It feels like the first year in a couple of years where it's been a, a real clean straight run at doing this like it would have been done a couple of years ago there's no sort of weird halfway house it is yeah it feels it's been less upstart hasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the last couple of months has been qualification specification planning that sort of stuff and that's as big as it has been ever i think and then yeah, what's sort of on the books for July and August looks to be big, only from our little tiny little pot um, of the business. But from from what we see, it looks to be coming back to normal, which, of course, we're still coming out of this weird cloud of planning things for the last couple of years and mitigating what the plans are and not over. So we're all probably going to have not enough stock um, in some places too much stock and the others but you know that's always the, the juggling fun, act yeah the juggling act to get to a level where everyone can have their some the the things can run smoothly for these education tools particularly because uh, as we know most of these places are shut that that they're going to or, or it's a skeleton staff of people that can just go and open up and, and allow, allow people in or or unless there's major building works taking place so uh the availability of people to uh, to go out there there's a finite limit we, we spoke a few weeks back about andy sharp starting his uh his engineering company <laughs> um and going into that if we were looking at sort of the next level but you know the 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 finite amount of people that are there to go and work in such a short space of time um all of that is going to add into it you're, you're right the the coming back now after two years or that where we're coming back to is is great but there's so all those projects that were potentially delayed for two years ago uh a year ago all of those the projects that were put on hold um all those new projects that have now been brought into it are all getting pushed into what we can see in in such a really short space of time anyway Uh, and so making sure that everything is coordinated is together is is completely uh um you know, the number one priority, uh, the absolute priority. You guys find the summer period stressful? Oh, of course. I don't think you can, I don't think you survive an AV without finding it stressful, can you? Have yeah, either of you ever gone? That's just for the weather. 
have you ever gone through a summer period? I mean, everyone tries to take a holiday during the, well, a lot of people try to take a holiday during the kids' summer holidays as well. So you've got to fit in a week, two weeks of, of your own break within that at some point. And that's staggered across that. So uh, the contacts within any uh, work environment are going to be limited because of holidays or people that are looking at taking time off. And add that into everything else that you've got to take into consideration. I mean, I don't mean you can come out of it not feeling stressed. You'd have to be the number one A1 planner for everything to go completely smoothly at one of the busiest times of year for uh, for audiovisual installations. Because of the supply chain, I think you're absolutely right. You know, you could have your main contact at a distributor out of office and then your main contact at the manufacturer out of office. Who do you then go to? They might have made commitments and you go, who, who is that to? And then that stresses you out trying to chase them down. But on the other side as well, if you're at the other panel, you're manufacturing, you go, right, main contact for the project. Is this going ahead? We're about to ship it into country. Oh, sorry, he's off for three weeks. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, do you need it or not? Well, can you hold it three weeks? And we'll decide that no, we can't. And it's, it's managing that. But so many, like I said, so many holidays happen. So many things happen. And with all these projects, like I said, some from two years ago are coming back in to be finished. I wonder how many of them are now going, yeah, we don't want to finish. We want to change. We want to completely change what we thought two years ago and yeah. go down a different route. And instead of installing, they're going, rip it out. We're going to have to. Rip it all out. Well, they're yeah. going to have to in a lot of change because of some of the supply chain issues, because mm-hmm. of the, the 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 view to go to alternative technologies that maybe they were specified mm-hmm. two years ago, maybe even three years ago that were planned mm-hmm. for uh the the time when you know lockdowns happened and you couldn't go in you couldn't do installations or, or budgets weren't available whatever it might be any of those reasons so the look now to an alternative technology has meant that there's been more stumbling blocks or like additional stresses involved in uh fulfilling opportunities uh, making sure that you get your allocation of whatever stock is available for the for the projects that you've been specifying it's just another layer of frustration to add to what is already a, a particularly you know stressful time and you know, as less people are in office space or whatever it might be the, there's more inclination to get items delivered directly to site and directly mm-hmm. to where those installations need to take place so the coordination is 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 key to the to that workflow because if we don't coordinate correctly you're not going to have it there on time you're going to put delays into projects there's not as much space within um places it seems to to you know retain the units for one project or whatever it might be there's you know it's you're delivering to to sites to 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 complete rollouts or complete projects on a more scheduled basis and there's so many things like i said before even just contact so many things out of control that like i said you could be the number one planner and still it could go completely wrong yeah how do you know the driver is going to turn up on the delivery truck how do you know you know it doesn't have a flat tire well that delays you a day that might put you back a day how do you know when it turns up you know everything's there it's on a box misrouted to birmingham (laughs) (laughs) always the worst and it's and guess what it's the power cable so nothing can be turned on Uh, but featuring back to our demo episode you should always have a bag full of uh, power cables (laughs) (laughs) there's so many things like that that you know 
we've we've all been in it long enough. I, I raised from deliveries in uh, in my earlier career um, as customer service, and we're ringing up and going right. Your delivery is outside as Google gets. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm 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 two hours away. I was supposed to give a heads up. Well, guess what? The driver isn't going to wait two hours because no. he's got a whole van full of stuff. Do you yeah. want us to drop it somewhere or are we taking it away? Mm. Now, looking back, I'm going, that probably absolutely killed off two, three, four days of install yeah, because yeah. they went back to main depots. They couldn't take them back out for a few days. Yeah. How does it work? Oh, it's, now, it's, it's... The, the Amazon next day, three hour, four hour delivery, you can have a time slot. That <laughs> is what people go, yeah, can you have a delivery between 11 and 12? No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really wish you could. Uh, but yeah, it's... It, it's a tough one. It really is. A t- it really is. A tough one. But I think ultimately we come out of it feeling happier. You know, it, it mm. is, it is, we wouldn't be still doing it if it wasn't generally successful. Yeah. We've had, we've had a lot of success for a lot of people. Uh, yes. They go through this, you know, whirlwind of a couple of months of, you know, what the heck is, is, is this <laughs> all about to, you know, they get through the other side with a, uh, you know, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of achievement a lot of the time. Um, and and although these, these you know, things are truncated, it, it means that you do feel good. It, it, it's one of those things within the AV industry. I think that we kind of thrive on that completed project, like seeing it all done. I don't know about you, but I love nothing better than looking at, you know, when people have rewired a rack or when they send, show their jobs, you know, those sort of tap to tidy. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're like, Look, this was it was before, and this is what it is now with all the technology in place. I love all that. I absolutely love it. And it's that sense of achievement that you can see the difference that people have made. When you do something in a public space as well, so not naming anything, but when you go there and every single time you're back, you're like, I did that. That was me. And you, you, you'll, <laughs> you'll bring family. That was me. I, I, I didn't do any of the work. I didn't actually install anything. I didn't have any involvement other than going, you should buy that. But, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking some, uh, some credit for it. It's amazing isn't it, when you see things and, you know, you, you go around and uh, you're exactly right. You, you look at it and going, here's a data rack of all the cables. I unplugged 10 and plugged them in straight, but I did that. Guess what? <laughs> I did that. And look how straight it looks. That's Legacy, my LCD Mark. coming Legacy. out. And oh, then, you know. We love it. We love that. We love that sense of uh, uh, we're making a difference. Uh, the, you know, we, we've said it, the experience of AUV is it adds and enhances the world around us. It genuinely does. And uh, when you're adding in and whether it's a new projector or, or interactive flat panel into a classroom or a big school hall that the kids can see the, the presentation for their assembly or whether it's a great big lecture theater with a new LED wall or what, whatever it is from that's taking it what it was to what it is and enhancing the world, the, the environment. We love all that. That's why we're in doing what we're doing. Do you know, AV in all them spaces does look amazing, but they oh, still yeah. put in those uncomfy chairs. Right, so no one gets too comfortable and hangs around too much. You, you can't play your uh, your Sky Sports in there, kids. Sorry, <laughs> I've, sat in a lecture, there. I've sat in a lecture hall while uh, two people played FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> It is brilliant when you see all those spaces. And I said, no no matter where you go now, AV is everywhere. Everywhere is AV. And I was speaking about it um, a few days ago. You guys are are old enough, sorry, to to remember the city learning centres and the building schools for the futures. You must have uh, have been around for both of those big projects for education. 
if you go inside some of them now, they are completely out of date. But they're going to take so much updating. They probably have to knock half the buildings down to re-put in the correct technology and rerun the cables. You know, I was as I was leaving school, one was uh, being built outside my school, and then the, the following year they were rebuilding the school as a building schools for the future. But they've got VGA cables running all the way through. There's no HDMI, none at all. <laughs> and you go, right, okay, you're going to have to completely rip that out. But that's a good two years of a job. It's yeah. an entire school that needs refitting. Yeah. The technology refresh concept with NAV is a little unusual in itself because there aren't that many things that you tend to think, oh, I'm going to spend X amount of money on this mm-hmm. every couple of years. You generally, yeah. so uh, I'll take lighting, love talking about lighting, but you, you put something in and it would be like, right, that'll do me 15 years or whatever it is. You know, if you build like a, uh, a loss uh, profit analysis in terms of installation on LEDs, you generally set the profit making at about like three and a half years. Like the, the refresh for other things is a lot, lot longer than it is for AV. It's actually uniquely interesting that you can you can put stuff in and then literally give it a year or two and it's all out of date immediately and needing to replace. I think, which is, I guess, is how quickly the technology develops and people are always coming out with more and more and more. But when I worked in a, uh, integrated in a past life, I know that like you know if we're, if we're looking at education because of the summer peak for install there, but the refresh rates were like you know five to eight years. Some of it was a bit of uh, make do and mend depending on projects of, of the refresh that they would go through within that um, in that area. But I think there was a period where the technology advanced so quickly and the upgrades were coming like thick and fast that you know, a projector had a shelf life of six months because it was upgraded and uh, the new technology you had you know uh, svga vga xga wxga wxga hd you know whatever but like ultra short throw uh, short you know short throw ultra short throw technologies were coming thick and fast over over a relatively short space of time so it pushed for refreshes and upgrades and then you know additions of like solid state and and um, those types of technologies then we moved into the world of um you know collaboration and interactive flat panel um solutions in the entry education um uh, space and and projection more focusing on on high end and that sort of hit a bit of a buffer it was an upgrade to the features of the technology but once you get to 4k there's not a lot further you can go right (laughs) i don't know if you've ever seen 8k but it's actually it's quite hard to actually make out the difference between the two like it does like a little bit better but then i never know if that's just my brain telling me i think it looks better because i know it is if you know what i mean it's the size of the display right so if you're going to see a 4k on 65 or 8k on 65 you're not going to see huge amounts of different plus no one's producing the content right now for that kind of uh, resolution it's just not worth it so once you've reached that buffer you've got to that that it's improving technologies and there are improvements of technologies within like responsiveness and those sorts of things which are important to a number of places but it's not uh you know that where you can go to from you know uh four by three to 16 by nine to uh you know to to hd uh, ua um what's it called hd ready to hd to you know uh 4k is it, it really didn't go through that kind of resolution that stayed in the in the projector space so it, from a mass installation of upgrades the, the we, we know we're in sort of a refresh period certainly in the entry level of education um because there's not huge amounts of code now where that next technology is will will be remain to be seen uh, you know we've talked to it previously is it 
um, AI? Is it, you know, everyone's wearing headsets and there's some sort of um, uh, AR solution that and given enhances that learning capability? Or is it, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, the further and higher education space, so there tends to be more focus on the collaboration and the group setting of um you know, people working together in smaller groups, people working more collaboratively to sh- on on projects um, where maybe they weren't be able to for- before, and using technology to do that. So we're not seeing those leaps forward that we were, which men- means that actually the projects are probably fairly similar with just some few technical tweaks as to what the capabilities we're looking at so when we're saying that the the supply chain may mean that you shift manufacturer but you're not necessarily shifting the overall functionality of the project too much because there hasn't been that advancement over the last two years of technology that has meant that they have to change specification a massive deal because they're going to be left behind if they don't implement things now I'm going to get an 8K screen and run it off a SCART cable just to annoy you. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be drummed out the AV fraternity, my friend. No chance. (laughs) I've got a SCART adapter to VGA. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll keep on this. SCART to VGA adapters on your 8K. Yeah, good luck with that. It'd be interesting to see what came out the other end. Probably nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I think you lose your AV card if you do things like that. Anybody that's got anybody that's that goes into uh, you know calls up and asks for a um, VGA to HDMI converter. Or <laughs> no, no, no thank you. It's been so long since you, you hear things like that. But I think it's because I think you look at kind of what's going on with the the Apple thing about the chargers. You know, mm. so many things have become so standard that actually there's not many upgrades you can make without really leaping forward with the technology. So some of the technology upgrades as such and the evolutions of them are just a step up from what we have. Whereas five years before, some of them were huge leaps, you know, yeah. massive leaps forward. I mean, everyone thought DisplayPort was going to be the biggest thing. <laughs> you but, know, when honestly, as a technology, as a technology, there's some amazing things out there. But one thing that really, really winds me up about the world of AV is that creating standards takes so long. I love the the, the things that are going on with you know. We look at look at like Dante Audio, for example, right? The mm-hmm. way that it's used. I think most people that have had a play with Dante in some way or another appreciate how simple it is and how it adds a level of simplicity to the audio networking. And and then you look at AV over IP or you look at, you know, base T was going to be the next big thing. There's no set standard that we can all agree on quickly and say, it's going, Dante are bringing out video over IP now. So Dante video is utilizing their, their, their software platform. Creating the standards across the entire industry to then say this is the technology elite forward is just takes us forever. It's so frustrating for all of us because when do you buy into? What do you look at? Do you, do we go AV over IP? Do we go Dante? Do we wait for Dante video? Do we do we stick with base T from you know network which is effectively networked uh, networked video and audio and everything down one cable? So what, what where do we go? What's the for, for the end user making their mind up is going to be led by whoever has the opinion of whatever is the best technology, but there's no sort of set. This is it. 
Yeah, the funny thing is, it could well end up being something that we've never heard of before. It's a bit like the Betamax VHS thing, where Betamax was obviously better, but it didn't go because VHS. This is the man with his Betamax player, and (laughs) yeah, I know, right? Yeah, (laughs) I stuck with it. (laughs) Yeah, I was right. They were all wrong. HD DVD Um, and Blu-ray. It's that you know we've. we've Although I did own a mini disc, by the way. So there you go. Ah, yes, (laughs) mini disc. Yeah. Yeah, you know, HD DVD and Blu-ray, Toshiba HD DVD, Sony Blu-ray. Like, there's, we we take a long time to come forward and say this is what we're going to commit to as an industry for certainly for audiovisual, which does leave to some confusion. It's a, it can be frustrating, I'm sure, for some people, and it'll be interesting to see where it lands. Uh, clearly, we would hope that it's on the best technology, just not on the best marketing. Um, uh, you know that that's always the hope is that the standardization is based around the the, the best solution for the for the person that's using it. So, um, but things like that, it, it can be frustrating. It, you know, we were looking at specifying a job. Where do you go down that route? You know that you want to incorporate. You know, we look at um, NDI technology now is is basically video over IP. Um, we, you know, look at that as just as a sort of a, a, a small section. Video down a network cable makes sense. Uh, audio and video down a network cable makes sense. There's a, the, the infrastructure for Cat6 or Cat5, whatever, is already in place. It's easy to install. You can do long runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads and loads of benefits. But 5G networking is now establishing. We'll be moving on to 6G soon. And, and, and before you know it, three years down the road, we could be, there could be a system of satellites we don't know that are already in sort well, of production. It's not, Sky, what's, not Skynet. And... What's that stuff that Elon Musk has Starlink. got? There? Starlink. That's it. Starlink, that's Sky, that's right, Skynet yeah. is something very different. That is You're <laughs> yeah, in big trouble. <laughs> but you and Musk is listening to this going, well done, Mr. Shark. Good plug there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, old, we're old college buddies. Stuck, yeah. <laughs> Starlink, you know, yeah. The, what the 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 future of that? The, you know, specifying the job to to meet future requirements is going to become more and more difficult unless we can come to a, a, a collective, con, uh, um, you know, consensus of this is the next the generation of what we need to do. How are we going to communicate? You know, if you're looking at more in you know in your world, Mark, in the world of UCNC, we're sending more video across our network, and we're going to be in you know interacting with each other much more over video we're going to want better quality images we're going to want more data shared with each other as we collaborate from longer distances and cut down our travel times and look at the green initiatives by making sure that we're not doing needless meetings or that we're not traveling too far to for the sake of it that we can interact closer from wherever we may be i think with everything that's gone on people want to be seen and heard more they want that interaction because for so long we couldn't. So more and more people are wanting to speak, put themselves out there, attend. A lot of people want to do it in live events, but there's also so many more video and audio calls than there ever has been. You know, I think there's a hundred billion hours or something. It's a stupid number that is done every week on video calls across the world. And, and you look at that and go, you be looking at my diary again. You know? <laughs> 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 well, that's just too handy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, an, it's astronomical. But, again, that technology of HD-based T, Cat 5, Cat 6 is 10 years old. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's, not, it's not revolutionary, but actually we've just found a different way to process it and a better way to process. All so, of them come with a brand name. 
All of is, them is Scott coming back? Scott Leeds coming no back. We're going chance. back to this. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We're bringing it back, man. We'll bring it back. We'll you, and you, you and your retro <laughs> AV. That's definitely. I'm going to have our episode. HPs everywhere. Oh my God. But it's definitely another episode in that one where we can talk about retro AV solutions with you two can uh, wax lyrical about your Scott Leeds. We're going to have like AV hipsters and grow big, yeah. big moustaches <laughs> and stuff and ride around on penny farthings. Yeah, big twirly cereal cables right around your neck. Yeah. I like 86 inch, Mike, yeah, but it's not metal bezels it's all made out of like wood yeah i love my video (laughs) (laughs) when you look at it you you go back and go how many of these installs are are any company putting in but actually not checking the back end of it and not checking the infrastructure that's behind it and going yeah we'll put all this in of course it'll work don't worry about it we'll put it on cat five yeah Yeah, well (laughs) got your sky router you'll be fine five servers all all sat there on a on a a 10100 switch (laughs) 2.5 gig yeah Yeah. you'll be fine run it run it no it it the the need for uh you know for more video for more collaboration from all of that sort of stuff is is it's getting greater all the time we're, we're enjoying the this stuff I, I mean i've gone into um uh, the office environment for a, a few more times recently it's great to be in and around your colleagues but there's, there's a balance to be struck with where you know where your work environment is just working wherever you are this bring your own meeting uh it's a it's a real thing it, it makes us more efficient it means that we are um better for the environment it means that we are you know better for ourselves as well for our our, our mental uh, well-being by making sure that we're able to create a better work-life balance so but that gives more um, requirements you need more technical solutions to enable that much more than we ever had before because that's not how we were geared up we were geared to opt to go to an office or occasionally go and visit somebody uh we were geared up to you know travel the length and breadth of the country making visits to each other we you know we get to fly to a meeting for two hours to go and sit in a room with somebody or the the travel and and an expense and impact on on the world we were that was the design of of it all is going to a, a meeting with somebody to do a demonstration for you know, a software package or whatever it might be that could be now done. We've found this new way. We've we've understand that it's better for us to just work wherever we are. And that does mean that there's more challenges. That means that we expect more from our those environments. So providing that the tools to do the job, it becomes much more difficult, more more difficult, more challenging. And without standards of saying this is the best technology for it, it makes it more much more of a minefield for people as they're looking to create those solutions and, and provide people with the ability to uh, interact and work together you know on a day-to-day basis so absolutely fantastic lovely chatting with you today i think we got through loads of different subjects and, and topics there andy um but we can't end, end there as usual we're going to hand over to mr sharp we're going to talk to him today andy finally have we got to a quiz we do we've got a real yeah. quiz and- a real one a real quiz. Um, and so the topic for today is extremely vague. It's, it's on the summer, but there's a little bit of method behind this. Today's quiz is the year six summer exam from my kid's local school. So it's, quiz about, <laughs> it's a quiz about all 100%. things summer. 
And I mean, and I tell 100% you what, failing this. <laughs> yeah, you will not get all of these questions because I've had a look at them. They're quite hard. Um, <laughs> it's reassuring to know that a 10 year old smarter than the three of us grown adults. <laughs> and before you come, go on this the TV show, Are You Smarter Than a 10 Year Old? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Genuinely, no. this is what this is. Between are you smarter than a 10 year old um, and your knowledge of the summer? No, we are not. But let's try anyway. Go for it. So, play along at home. Always wanted to say that. Um, first question. British summertime begins and ends on the last Sundays of which two months? British summertime? Yes. Um, so shouting answers out. Uh, June, yeah, and... Answers out. June and August. Mm. Incorrect. No, June really? oh. and British summertime. June and September? It's March and October, apparently. Oh, well. Really? Ah, uh, summertime. Oh, right. Spring. So you're talking about spring. Uh, about, oh, yeah, that's going to be the question. Clocks. Yeah. Clocks. Uh, oh, right, that was the so, warm up. That's the warm up. That's your warm up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Here's the next one. Here's yeah, yeah, yeah. London has hosted the Summer Olympics on three occasions. Can you name which three years? And I am saying you must get a minimum of at least one. Oh, 2012. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. 1910? Or was it 1908? 1928. Okay, Carl, 1908. Brilliant. 1908. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and what did you say, Mark? 1928, I said. But I don't think it's 28. It's not 28. No, no but 28. it does end with an eight. If that yeah. 48. 48. Excellent. That's well yeah. done. <laughs> A point each there. I mean, if we were collaborating, we'd have got that exam right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're in the right market. Talking exams these days. <laughs> um, right. Next question. What percentage of a watermelon is water? Oh, it's something high. 65. Yeah. Um... I can give you three answers to choose from to make it easier. It's oh. either 70%, 80%, or 90%. Oh. Well, it's a watermelon. I'm going to say 90. Yeah. Well done. Point for Carl. Oh. Get in. Hit it when we get Come like this. Come on. <laughs> Come on. In which country is the world's biggest water park? Water park? And you've got an answer for three. You've got <laughs> yes. three questions here. It's going to be somewhere like I actually, Dubai I or something. Where because they... I've been there. All oh, right. You've been there. Well, um, where's England? Andy been on holiday? <laughs> Let's have a think. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it was some, somewhere crazy like well, Dubai where they've like, imported it all. Well, I mean, I the obvious answer would be like, uh, America, because they have some ginormous water parks and they're a massive country. Seems like it, but it's not America. Yeah, it's I was... in Europe. In Europe? My goodness me. Um... Yes. Now Go we're on. It's in Go Germany. On. See back. <laughs> what's, it, what's, it, what's it called? Oh, I don't know, but I can find uh, out. Oh, I what mean, sort of I, quiz is this? I, would, I, I think that's probably... Uh, that's got to have a really cool name. Like, being <laughs> in Ger- a German water park. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's got it's to be called Galaxy Erding, a tropical oh, islands. There you oh, go. It's nice. actually it's this big dome thing. They've got like uh, rainforests inside, and there's like a water park in there too. It's really cool. Uh, I would have thought it would have been something like really cool, like Super Magic Water Park Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have a word with my German friends. Go for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Next question. Um, in which city is the ice cream sandwich believed to be invented? I'll give you three options. Paris, New York, or Milan? 
the ice cream sandwich. Yes. Milan. I mean, that would be a good shout with... Incorrect, Mark. Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, Carl, you've got a choice oh, between okay. New York and well, Paris. 50-50. Oh, no, you can't bring these rules in now. <laughs> <laughs> He's changing it as he goes along. Let's go New York and get it wrong. Correct. It is yes. New York. Oh. He's pulled that one. It What's it? 50-50. I'm not keeping count, but my rules say that it's equal, and this is now the deciding question. Right, okay. I like those rules. Next, I was next, yeah, next goal wins. Next, <laughs> next goal wins. Yeah. Next goal wins. <laughs> next goal wins unless Carl does it. And then we keep going all night. Yeah. <laughs> Best of right. five. Go on. The hottest temperature ever recorded in the UK was on the 25th of July, 2019, where Cambridge University... Botanic Garden recorded a sweltering of how many degrees? So let me say that again. The hottest temperature ever recorded in the UK was on the 25th of July 2019, when Cambridge University Botanical Garden recorded a sweltering of how many degrees? Now, option A, 38.7, B, 39.7, C, 40.7. And you two aren't allowed to pick the same one. Uh, 38.7. Ooh. All right, that's Mark Watkins, Kyle. <laughs> I rushed. What was the options again? Come on. 39 or 40. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, I may have got no, no, you're locked in now, Mark. That's oh. it. I was just thinking, like, the other day it was only, like, 33, 34. I may have well... Oh. I'll let him change if he wants to before I go. Go on. That's I'll let you change. Back. Go on. Before I go, I'm, I'm still contemplating, Mark. I'm, I'm going to stick original answer because it's my own fault. I'm no, sticking yeah, to the fair rules. Enough, fair enough. I'm going to go. So uh, let's say, I don't think it's got to 40. I'm going to say 39. So the winner is a new King of AV. King of AV? What a title. Mark Sumner. It's 38.7. Oh, 38. yes! oh, no. 38.7. There you go. Hottest temperature in the UK. Annie, Annie didn't even want to pick it. He's... I, <laughs> I even second guess myself that much. Won the answer and he still won. <laughs> he's still king of AV. Well, for one more week, he's king of AV. Anyway, uh, so thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Andy. That was brilliant. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, please keep liking, subscribing, sharing. You guys are doing amazing things for us. We really, really appreciate you. You can find us on all of your local podcast providers. We're on the social medias uh, at AV World UK. Um, please share and like with all of your friends. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>